All right. Well, why don't why don't I just kind of officially make a start and just say that uh, this is the while Tom's away, the mice are playing uh, uh, Saturday evening chat group. And uh, I, I think that uh, if we could keep this uh, just structured in a way that uh, th- this is a way that we all kind of know what's going on in everybody's modeling tables and what's going on in our minds uh, and uh, conversations and topics, who knows where it will lead. But uh, I, uh, what, I, what I would really like to do is, uh, is uh, let's just, we have online right now, uh, it's uh, me, Steve, from Chicago. We've got, uh, we've got Chris. We've got Matt Goodman, we've got Jim Lincoln, and we've got Ben. So there's uh, five of us online right now. And maybe what we can do is just kind of uh, let's kind of pretend we're kind of sitting at a at a at a table right now, just kind of shooting the breeze. And uh, uh, I can start out with saying that uh, it, it's uh, it was kind of an exciting day, just kind of anticipating getting to this point in the day. Uh, to sit down with all you guys. I know uh, I had a little bit of work in the morning and a little bit of house stuff through the middle of the day. Uh, finally got out to the uh, shop uh, towards the uh, end of the day and uh, uh, always wor- always have something on the table. Um, had a, Working on a couple of Digitrax, uh, brand new Digitrax uh, sound decoder installations, the new economical one in, uh, in a fella's... Uh, uh, Amtrak, uh, what are they, uh, P42s. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, I went to uh, Hobby Lobby, and while my wife was uh, diligently off finding some oil art supplies, I, I decided to delve into all the aisles to try and find if there's anything that I might find that I could translate into something very cheap and economical for the railroad hobby. And uh, came up with a couple of uh, tea lights that are that are actually LEDs that have like a random flicker to them. So I have those sitting here flickering away on the uh, on the workbench, wondering like if they'd make a good campfire or a fire scene somewhere. They're pretty cool and they're very cheap. Um, uh, so just trying to think of, uh, I was at the, like I said, just at the hobby store trying to, or at the hobby lobby trying to think of what we could cross into the hobby. Um, so I got a little bit, a little bit this week, uh, little bit of a real HO decoder installation. I had um, uh, a really nice conversation uh, via email with uh, um, the uh, the gentleman uh, Jimmy Simmons. That's kind of kind of helping out Scotty Mason now. Um, he's uh, he's got me. Uh, he's sending a. a, a I, I can't wait to get it. He's sending, he's sending me a. A nail head tool, not a nail hole tool, but a nail head tool for Craftsman structures. So I haven't received it yet, but I'm going to do a review for him. He wants to see if it's something that might be a viable product for Craftsman kit builders. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I, I don't know Jimmy from from Boo. I just met him through uh, 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 Joe with uh, uh, the, the guy who mixes uh, the Scotty Mason show, actually. Uh, Joe Duckworth, and uh, somehow just got on conversation. So Joe's getting a tool, I'm getting a tool, and a review will come. So as soon as I get that, I'll post some photos on the Picasso site. And uh, so that that's kind of what I have hot and burning on the table right now. Um, uh, what I'd like to do is, is why don't I just go around the table and uh, see what we all got going on. Um, 
so that was my day. Uh, uh, Chris, uh, since you're kind of a co-host with the show, and I really thank Tom for uh, for letting us kind of get everybody together tonight. It's really a lot of fun just to kind of shoot the breeze, uh, uh, kind of like we're all at the hobby store, actually. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it over to you, Chris, and uh, what's on what's on your bench and what's happening in the uh, model railroad world with you. Uh, thanks, Steve. Uh, what's on my bench? Um, at the moment, I've got a, a busted Macintosh on my bench. Uh, I've got... Uh, uh, that's life. Um, I've got the stuff that I bought at uh, Springfield. i got those two decoders sitting, waiting for the SW and the G9, uh, which I have no idea how to get to I've, I've got about 50 or 60 pounds of magazines that are going to the flea market along with uh, a bunch of uh, O-scale detail parts from Grantline, a couple of O-scale uh, kits and some more than 30 stuff because I'm, I'm trying to make room. I'm trying to get stuff out of here. And uh, I don't know. I did uh, I put some Anderson electrical connectors in at a, at a friend's layout for his lift-out section. He didn't want to use the Cinch Jones connectors. I don't blame him. And uh, I fitted these Andersons up. They're good for 15 amps each. And then the two of us went over to another guy's place and did a small op session on his S-scale uh, modules. Uh, had a lot of fun doing that. Picked up a Canadian Pacific uh, Red Globe lantern from, uh, from him and a couple of uh, blueprints from uh, CN. Uh, Walshers and Baker valve gear blueprints and some uh, letter guides. Uh, let's see, went down to the Fast Tracks demo at Credit Valley today, saw Tim Warris and Clark Kooning. Watched uh, watched Tim make a, make a really nice turnout in about oh, an hour, and that included all the explanations he was doing for people. Uh, what else? Oh, I managed to get, uh, I guess everybody's heard the interview with Dave Ferrari that we did last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. at the, uh, a uh, live steam Sandy River locomotive and had never fired up and had lost some sort of uh, filler adapter to go between the butane can and the tank on the engine. So uh, I managed to source a, uh, a filler adapter for Sunset and uh, got that sent over to him. He got it yesterday, and he's thrilled to pieces with that. So he's waiting for the snow to melt so that he can uh, he can uh, uh, fire up the steamer for the first time since he bought it, which is really good. And uh, just finished up about an hour ago. I just finished up an interview with Big Al Mayo uh, offline. Uh, had a great chat with Al. Uh, looking forward to tweaking the audio just slightly and getting that out to Tom so he can put it to feed. And uh, tomorrow morning, got an interview with Marty McGurk at 10 a.m. So we're, uh, nice. we're getting there. Lots to do. Well, cri- well, very good, very good, Chris. That that, that that's a that's a huge list and. Uh, it makes it makes my modeling day look like nothing. Um, that's it's. I, I'm really glad you got the uh, the interview together with Big Al. Um, he's he's been a uh, a very 
uh, uh, actually inspiration for me. I, I've got his DVD, and um, he's always been always answered all of my uh, questions in regards to uh, any of uh, the weathering techniques or uh, I, anything I've ever come up with. He's always if I send him an email, he's always got me a good answer back. So I, that, that's going to be a great interview. The Dave Ferrari interview was awesome. You guys did a great job. Uh, it just went full circle, went for two hours, and I, I always say that that guy does more. That guy has done more modeling than I will do in like ten of my lifetime. So it's always it's always a pleasure to uh, to hear from Dave. But uh, well, it sounds like you had a good day. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take and pass this over to Matt. Matt uh, Matt Goodman, fill us in on what's uh, what's happening over over by you. And hey, if anybody if anybody wants to uh, you know jump in and and say you know hey Chris, what about this or hey that feel free. It you know there, I, I really don't want, I don't want to structure this uh, too heavily. I just thought I'd kind of lead it around initially, and then we'll see where it goes. So uh, uh, Matt, what's on your table? So earlier today, uh, Steve and I talked about uh, my Picasa uh, site, which nothing was showing on, so I learned the easy update of uh, actually making my albums public. So anybody who's following my album, you're going to get a bunch of uh, notices of updates here in the next few minutes, next few hours. Um, on the workbench, uh, I've been playing around with a lot of uh, Proto 87 stuff, so I've been putting tie plates on the uh, under the rail and uh, just came across some fantastic-looking joiners um, that I believe are probably sized for Proto 87 wheel sets because if you put these joiners on the inside of the rail, uh, flanges on RP25 wheels will interfere. Uh, but they look fantastic. Um, now these actually, and, uh, uh, lines, Matt, are those, are those actually uh, joint bars? Yeah, like they're, decorative, they're, they're decorative jo- joint bars or the actual rail rail joiners. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. These are actual uh, decorative uh, rail joint bars. Joint bars. bars. Okay. So, yeah. The plastic? So I have, uh, exactly. Yeah, I have two different kinds. Actually, I have a uh, six-bolt plastic, and I have some four-bolt etched metal. Um, and uh, I've got a place for both of those. So kind of just uh, as part of this whole shelf layout thing is one of the many things I'm experimenting with because I want to see if it's worthwhile doing uh, down the road. As a matter of fact, I was looking at uh, the railroad model craftsman today, and and uh, they had some photos of uh, the, the Yosemite Valley Railway on there. And and one of the first things that caught my eye was the fact that he had some he had his joint bar details, and it just really makes the track look cool. Yes, um, it does. But beyond that, yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. So, I, but the trouble is that uh, you end up taking a lot more time to do a foot of rail, foot of track, <laughs> than just throwing down some flex track. Uh, so that along with the Central Valley tire strips, which already adds some additional time to, to begin with, um, and the joint bars and uh, and whatever else to come up with is going to make things go a little more uh, deliberately. So the uh, beyond that, uh, the two crossings I have on the shelf layout uh, had uh, went through a couple of iterations of uh, tie placement. I just had the PC board ties holding everything together and and. Uh, Learned uh, one another thing I learned real quick was that as I was shoving these scales by nine ties under here, uh, I it's obvious in hindsight now, but what I learned was that the seven by nine ties were taller than the plastic ties of the CVT of the Central Valley ties. So, ended up 
pulling up some glue joints, that sort of thing. The, the rails actually glued to the ties. So I pulled up a bunch of that and learned from that, pulled them all back out and sanded them down a couple thousand. So now they fit all fine. I just got to cut those back so they look right. And no. uh, Matt, you'll, about, for, you, oh, you'll forgive me for asking this question, but, but it is me now, okay? Uh, okay. <clears throat> are, you, are you actually taking a razor saw? And cutting a cutting a gap above your uh, plastic rail joiners that you put on. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, well, no, not a razor. Good salt. man. It, now, if you look at if you look at the uh, do I have it on the Picasso side? I might. So I have my little track uh, gang working on this on this mm-hmm. uh, railroad, and uh, and they actually are hauling around about a twenty foot file and uh, filing a little notch on top of each one of these joiners. So uh, <laughs> I should say joiners. Uh, so they were Matt. they were told by their yeah. They were Did told you by the ever figure out a um? Oh. Good. Sorry to interrupt. I had a question for Matt. Um, did you ever figure out a jig or a way to hold your Dremel tool or something to sa- sand down those ties by any equal uh, equal amount? Uh, no, I I went. Uh, First thing I try to do is construct a tool that would hold an exacto number 11 blade uh, in a fixed position. I could shove the tie through this fixture and it would shave off a certain amount of uh, wood. But that uh, uh, that failed, and and luckily for me, it failed quickly, so I didn't have to spend too much time on it. Um, <laughs> what I ended up doing was uh, uh, just getting out a flexifile. It was fairly coarse and. Uh, Scrubbing that back and forth. Now, if I had to hold, do a whole bunch of this stuff, that'd be a problem. But, but for the number of ties I had to do, it wasn't really too bad. Uh, okay. I was going to suggest but, taking a long piece of strip with the right width and then sanding it down with some sort of fence assembly and then cutting the ties. But yeah, yeah, and that's a good that's idea. That's something you got it all figured out. Yeah, the, the uh, actually most of the seven by nine I have is a, a, a two foot stretch I bought from uh, Northeastern Seal Lumber. And uh, that would be fairly easy to run through a fence uh, mechanism like you're talking about, Ben. Uh, who knows? I may do that down the road if I find I have a lot of stuff I need to slim down. Because what I need, that the height I need is, is thicker than, this, than the uh, low-profile ties most people sell. And it's thinner than the uh, full thickness. So uh, I, I'm kind of in a, uh, a middle zone there. Uh, let's see. Oh, I guess this is the last thing I'm doing with this after I get all these uh, tie plates installed. Uh, actually, today what I've been doing is, is filling in the gaps on the frogs uh, with just strips of wood. And I'll be filing those down later to get them uh, flush with the rail. And the last thing, I've uh, been working on some show notes for the last show. Uh, and anybody wants to help out, uh, feel free. Uh, Sean Cress has pitched in and, and give me a hand with the last uh series of show notes and uh each one gets a little quicker uh i've got to listen to dave Ferry two or three times now so that's always a nice thing uh, but uh guys check it out check out the wiki page and i think that's probably about it uh very very good matt that that that's uh very uh <laughs> you're so thorough in everything it's just amazing to me beautiful work um uh, when we when we were uh, uh, talking about the Picasso site this afternoon, you guys have got to uh, have got to uh, uh, check out all of uh, Matt's photos. They're just fantastic. He he's a, he's a, a master photographer, 
Um, there's uh, uh, we were experimenting with a build on one of his uh, uh, you know laser cut kit cabooses, and it, it, it's just beautiful. Everything right down to uh, track pickup and uh, 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 lighting and and how he put a decoder in the washroom in the thing. It's just unbelievable. Uh, re- re- just exceptional modeling, Matt, and and, and I really want to thank you for uh, at least making those those galleries public because I I, I just I I'm, I just sat back and just watched it in pure enjoyment, um, and knowing that you were behind it just made it all that uh, all that much better. So uh, that's uh, thank thank you for getting that out there and uh, all of your different. Uh, track issues uh you know following along on all of the the links on the on the emails and the list it's it's been interesting to to fight your battles with you it's uh it's interesting because it it seems like we're all fighting the same battles in a different in a different place so but uh well great update matt and then um what i'll do is uh i think uh i I think uh the next one up i have uh is uh is Ben, and then we'll go over to Jim Lincoln, and then I just see that uh, uh, Philip uh, Duba uh, just joined in. So, uh, uh, Ben, um, you're next up. Give us an update of what's going on on your uh, on your workbench. All right, my update is well, when I'm not studying for college classes or practicing piano or double bass and various more important things, which I have to be doing a whole lot more of. I've been working on starting a um, Seaport Model Works Steam Tug Exeter kit. That should be a fun resin project. I've never worked in resin before. And I've been sort of re-gearing, tinkering, slash troubleshooting uh, two of my Bachman H-Scale two-truck Climaxes. Uh, a word to the wise, never own them. They're nothing but trouble. <laughs> Which I suppose is prototypical for a geared steam locomotive. And Which so one? I put a photo of that out to the list, and there seems to be something wrong somewhere in the middle of one of the uh, gear towers. But the way Bachman designed the locomotive, you have to take absolutely everything off, including the motor, in order to get at the gear tower. So I'm going to see what's going on there and then when that's done i'm going to weather some more rolling stock and start on if i'm brave a model schooner kit yeah as i recall even dave frary said you were crazy for doing that one (laughs) yeah well um it's gonna have to be cut down to a waterline model Mm -hmm. which shouldn't be that hard to do well, just just to interject, Ben, uh, I saw on the list you uh, you put out a, a photograph of your uh, of your laboratory of uh, creation there, and uh, uh, th- there, there's a lot in that picture. So uh, thanks for sharing that with us. I see the boat models. I see the DCC uh, Zephyr. I see the little edge of the. Uh, waterfront layout uh, that you're you're constructing so uh, uh, thank you for uh thanks for sharing that oh, yes uh, and, and another thing um chris and steve as you know i had a very frustrating time with a bachman built-in decoder and apparently they are they needed a load on the programming track that was easy enough to figure out but they are stripped down lens decoders 
and they're write only, and they're limited to 28 speed steps, which is not good enough when I'm basically doing switching at, uh, Jim, you're going to hate me, relatively scale speeds. Why would I hate you for that? Since it's, well, I mean, if I were to put a Bacchus speedometer on it, I would probably be going way too fast, but most of my waterfront switching area is street running. Mm Mm-hmm. So it should be going at about scale five miles to ten miles an hour. Well, five is five miles an hour switching speed. Ten ten miles an hour. Uh, if you you hit a car at ten miles an hour, and that thing will jump right up in the jump right up in the air. So just just well, just just my, be my kind. Just no be vehicles. kind. But just be kind to your HO scale uh, engineer and brakeman. That's all. <laughs> and and yes. fire and fireman Fred, who you're sending from one engine, one end of the locomotive to the other. Oh yes, yes. Um, when my whichever climax winds up being the keeper, um, which will probably be the one with the gear tower that's no good. Strangely enough, that will eventually get a micro tsunami in it and fireman Fred. Mm. And oh, what was I going to say? Um, somebody was asking me at Springfield how I'm going to find enough vehicles to build a late 1920s era semi-urban layout and my response was by buying out Jordan products but unfortunately my hobby budget is zero for the moment oh well and with that that will be my update alright very good Ben it, it, it sounds like your table's full as usual and uh, I, I really uh, appreciate you for uh sharing with us this this evening uh yes um, a dozen or so craftsman kits to build will take me a while <laughs> very good very good hey and, and also uh you know there's some very reasonably priced you know uh if you're not looking for sound if you're not looking for um you know the big glorious uh uh decoders um you know there's some pretty cheap uh, 128 step uh uh decoders that you can get uh slipped into that locomotive to get you uh, get you the control, the smooth, light, throttled, easy control instead of 28 speed steps. That's just too rough for what you want to do with that loco. So there's uh, there's plenty of good stuff out there, and I'm sure it's just something you just don't want to buy at this yeah, point. like a Digitrax $20 DZ, whatever it is that'll fit in this box. I'll figure something out. Very good, very good. All right. Well, thank you, Ben. Thank you for giving us an update. And now we're gonna head over to Jim Lincoln. Jim, uh, oh boy, you're 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 our 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 one to one scaler um, modeler who um, scale who is working in Proto Forty Eight at the moment. Um, what's on your work table, Jim? Right this moment, actually, my work table. Of course, my work table like appears wherever I sit. But as we are speaking, I am working on HO scale fast track sternos as we are speaking. Um, these, however, are not for my layout. Uh, on Monday, um, I was invited over to Mike Rose's and um, we had a bit of a brainstorming session. And uh, I'm uh, yeah, originally he asked me if I was willing to handle a, a custom uh curved crossing 
And I said, no problem. And he sent me pictures of the area. And he said, and I, my comment was, you do realize that you're going to have this beautiful curve crossing and these two, two, these two turnouts that lead to it are going to look goofy if you put in Picos because he bought Picos for the whole thing. Okay. And this whole thing is like this curved area. And I, the whole thing is just going to look goofy. I mean, and so what I was able to convince him to do was um, scrap all the uh, the picos except where I can't reach, and they'll let me handle all of the turnouts uh, in this in his peninsula. Uh, the 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 track is going to be microengineering flex track, but I'm going to handle all the turnouts. Um, and we came to a conclusion. Let's see how many turnouts is this because I have a list. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two turnouts. Uh, twenty-two turnouts and a curved crossing. I'm, I have to build. Um, wow. And but what we're gonna do? Uh, grief. <laughs> well, what we're gonna do is uh, use the Central Valley uh, tie strips. I'm going to make the parts at my house or at work or wherever I have the opportunity. I'll make the parts using Fast Track's um, uh, point form tools and the like. And then uh, we'll lay down the, um, the Central Valley tie strips and then just drop the parts in. Uh, take out a few of the important ties and put in some uh, uh, PC board ties just for rigidity. And... Um, it, I'm actually thinking it's going to go pretty quick. Um, the curved crossing is the thing that's going to take the longest. That's probably going to take me a day to do. But um, other than that, the rest of this, I was, uh, I convinced him to, uh, and he told me that I'm going to be, he says, you do realize this whole thing is going to be on the Scotty Mason show. And I said, yeah, yeah, I know. <clears throat> so. Hey, Jim, you, are you at, you said you're just building the parts on the fast tracks. You're not, you're not actually assembling it there because. Those uh, ties have different spacings than the Central Valley ties do. Yes, I know that, uh, and that is correct. I'm just making the parts. Like the uh, frog points, the frog points I'm going to assemble, uh, the actual frog. I'm going to assemble that, but um, nothing, all the rest of it, I'm just going to get the parts ready to drop in, um, but not solder anything together. I, I did build a turnout earlier, but that's because uh, I sold – all my fast track stuff uh, to a friend of mine, and and uh, he was asking me, well, can I have the stuff back? Because I borrowed it from him. I said, can I have the stuff back? Because I need a turnout. And I said, well, can I just make the turnout for you? It's it'll be faster. So I actually did assemble a turnout. But uh, uh, right now I'm just working on cutting parts and and stuff like that. Um, so that's what I did uh, on Monday. I haven't really been doing doing a lot of modeling per se. Monday I helped him. This whole week uh, the railroad full size rail full size railroad's been beating me pretty good, so I haven't had a lot of energy or time to uh, work on models. But um, today I worked on a flag job, and I uh, did a little bit of work on one of my um, one of my O scale box cars. Um, um, beating up the one of the doors, seeing if I could beat up the doors so it looks a little more realistic, like the box cars do now. They're just uh, and um, since I didn't have 
um, which this was fascinating, is that I used the car cigarette lighter to heat up the plastic door so that I could uh, put dents in it. Actually worked all right. It's very focused heat and uh, doesn't – it's not like using a candle, which kind of like runs away and you can easily destroy a plastic part using a candle. But the um, the uh, the cigarette lighter in your car uh, is a much more focused uh, heat that that doesn't really last very long. So you don't have to worry as much about destroying. You'll distort it a little bit, but you really have a hard time destroying the part. And mm-hmm. I had and I had brought a, uh, a you know an exacto knife with a number seventeen blade to do the denting. And uh, it seemed to work pretty good. A little slow. I mean, it's a little slow. If you're really careful doing it with a candle, uh, that's what I did once I got home. I, I finished beating the doors up with a candle. But uh, um, the cigarette lighter works. And if you're afraid to do it with a candle, then the cigarette lighter in the in the car uh, does a pretty decent job. And then uh, hey, the other – Yes. Do you put the candle on the inside of the box or just inside kind of pour it on? inside of the door? Absolutely. If you put it on the outside of the door, it'll distort it. Uh, you don't you don't care if you in, it distort the inside. Um, you know sense. most most people aren't going to be looking at that. It's like I've <laughs> there was I'm talking to um, I don't know if I've sent any of the the updates in the in uh, thing. It's we've had a lot of snow here and. I've been getting called for this at this uh, late night switcher that goes from eleven o'clock till seven in the morning, and for the previous two or three weeks, there's been a really obnoxious, miserable engineer that you have to deal with, and you come home just just mad every night, coming home just angry because he's just a nincompoop. And he got displaced by this other guy who happen who happens to be a model railroader, so. Uh, it works. Uh, it's been a lot nicer. He models uh, HO. He models the great no uh, models the Burlington Northern at the time of the merger. Um, so he's got a little bit of Burlington Northern power, Great Northern, and Northern Pacific, and and stuff like that. So uh, it's a little bit more enjoyable working with him. But um, it's still been a lot of snow. It's been really tough. They're just starting to get uh, a lot of the snow removed, and uh, but in the meantime. Changing subjects, sort of. Um, I think I forget where I saw. It. Oh no, I had gotten the at, at the Springfield show. One of the things that I got was the uh, 2010 and 2011 ON30 annual from Carstens, which are great publications if if you're ever interested. Great model work and and um, interesting stuff. But in the 2011, on the open uh, open the page and there's backwards miniatures which sells conversion kits for really neat models. Uh, I think Chris is familiar with them, and uh, they sell conversion kits for the um, Bachman ON30, well, all sorts of ON30 stuff, but specifically they had some really neat um, conversions kit to take a Bachman ON30 consolidation, two-way outside frame, 280, and convert it to a either a saddle tank or a side tank, uh, Mikado 282. It's just 
great looking engines. They they're much more modern than a lot of uh, what the Bachmann stuff uh, comes out as. It's just really neat. So to, in the interim, I I have uh, won a Bachmann two eight zero on eBay, and I have to get around to uh, getting one of those kits so I can do that. And people are everybody's scratching their head and saying, "I thought that you modeled in P forty eight." And I can hear the cuckoo clock in the back. In, I mean, perhaps that was in reference to me. I don't know, or maybe it was it just it, it was it just is, a yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's just a happy coincidence. Um, but my, no, my mother wants to do. Uh, she builds craftsman kits. She likes working, you know, and so she wants to build an ON thirty layout. And um, and I just saw these these conversion kits for the two, the two eight zero the the locomotives were just too cool to pass up and it was a good deal on ebay 145 dollars uh for the bachman on 30 280 with dcc installed so it was a pretty good deal other than that i i really haven't been doing much that uh i've been doing more today than i've done in quite a long time i mean it was good to get to mike rose's because it got me out of the house to to go work on models i've been i had gotten uh I buy a lot of railroad videos, either model railroad videos or railroad videos, and uh, I just a lot of times I'm just so tired I just sit and watch videos. I don't actually do any modeling, and um, I had gotten I had been recommended by a gentleman with whom I work, who's been in a conductor for a long time, very good conductor, and he's a rail fan, not a modeler, but a rail fan, and he recommended these, uh, and I highly recommend these uh, videos from. Uh, Broken Knuckle Productions called uh, Montreal's Machines. It's a, a two uh, two disc set. Um, Montreal's excuse me. Uh, Montreal's Machines Last Stand of the 251, and it's about um, the Eastern Territories, Sherbrooke to Megantic, um, and where the MLWs and the the uh, Alcos were working in uh, in 1987, 88, 89. And uh, yeah, really, really, really good videos. A lot of videos. Uh, you can tell they were taken with a VHS camera, but uh, very well done. A lot of rail, a lot of rail fan videos put me to sleep. Um, but um, these are very good, very definitely watchable, and I highly recommend them. Hey Jim, uh, I have a question for you in regards to uh, my Mike sanity. Rose's, uh, yeah, your sanity. Um, hey, uh, I, I've been following along on, on Mike Rose's layout over on, on Scotty's podcast, obviously. Uh, he, he, he's kind enough to fill us in on, you know, this uh, new addition to the layout. I assume that, that these, that the track work that you're working on is, is due to the fact that, uh, uh, Mike is, is expanding, changing, evolving his layout. Um, one thing that I had a question about, though, is you, you were talking about the fact that, he um, had the had the uh, Pico turnouts um, selected for this area. Did, did I did I mistake that? I I, I um, I've always regarded the, the Pico turnouts as being uh, rather uh, uh, you know high end. What you'd want on your layout? And, and, and it, it, is it the look? Is it the ties? Um, did I, did I did I miss something in in what you were saying? It's me now, Steve. Okay. 
I'm a, I'm a hand laying fanatic, and I'm not. Okay. And I and I told him I I told him there's nothing wrong with Pico turnouts. They're the best. The difference is is that you can hand lay a turnout for seven dollars each, or you can buy a Pico turnout for thirty Pico turnout for thirty dollars each. Okay. Uh, I'm sure most of us, and uh, the um, the fast tracks turnouts are virtual. If you do it right. They're bulletproof. They work flawlessly, and they're easy to repair. Whereas a Pico turnout, if something happens to a Pico turnout, it's busted. Buy a new one. Now, that does not happen very often. They are fantastic, wonderful turnouts. He was using the Code 83 uh, turnouts, which look great. And his comment was, well, aren't these going to look different? The, the the trouble was is that he had a lot of turnouts in areas where um, they were uh, – they had to be curved. And if he was going to – he was going to have to be shoehorning in Pico turnouts, whereas if you hand lay, it can – it flows a lot better. That was the thing is this whole thing is going to look really cool. And it just is going to look better with hand-laid turnouts. And he agreed because he has hand-laid turnouts other places. Um, but it, it was just a it was just the fact that I was willing to do it. I th- I thought it was particularly doable, and it just was going to for w- the amount of work that he was going to put into this. I thought it deserved to have um, this type of work done to it. That's that that's all. Okay. Okay. Well, that, that's. I, I just was curious. You know, I, I, uh, uh, I having had a little, having had a very little bit of experience with fast tracks. I, I just love it. Um, I also realized that building. I think you had twenty plus uh, turnouts uh, to be not, not real, really hand laid into his layout. I, I know there's a, there's a there's a tremendous amount of time involved there. So I, I just didn't know if it was a balance between uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously, fast track turnouts and their their how they work and how they flow and how cars don't derail over them is unbeatable. I just I just didn't know if he had like a time frame of what you know of I have to get this together in six months or two months or he, he might, but I if I get the parts, the thing is he works every Monday night. He works okay. on his layout for three hours. From seven seven p.m. to ten p.m. every Monday night. That's when he works on the layout. He does an odd thing every once in a while, but generally speaking, Monday nights. So, the point is, the tricky bit is, you know, am I going to be available due to work? That's the hard part for me, because my day off is Sunday, and um, I had to. I came down with uh, a a mysterious disease on Sunday night to make sure that I didn't get sent on a train so that I was going to be there <laughs> for his work section. <laughs> um, that uh, a disease I lovingly call, uh, oh, I can, PBSD, PBSD, which is post-Brookfield stress disorder. And if you knew what Brookfield, Brookfield is the place where we pick up and set out the auto racks. Gotcha. And I and and if you heard the show and how miserable I sounded on the in the van ride home, uh, that was that was the post Brookfield stress disorder kicking in. 
and I had no desire whatsoever to go play trains in Brookfield again so uh, soon. And uh, so I. Hey yeah. Jim. Hey Jim. I'm go- I'm going to interrupt you. I uh, I just saw Tom uh, pop online, so I added him into the. Uh, into the group here, and I, uh, I don't mind hearing about Jim's woes. Well, no, Tom. The whole reason, Tom. The whole reason why Tom, I get we have uh, Chris and Matt. Well, you probably can see everybody that's online here, but uh, I, I can't. I've, I've just got it on my phone, so I can't actually see who's on here. Okay, well, just to let you know, we've got uh, we've got uh, your 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 cohort, Chris. And uh, we've got Matt Goodman, and we've got uh, Ben uh, from New England. We've got Jim. Uh, we've also we haven't heard from uh, Philip Duba yet, but Philip is online, and uh, and now you checked in. I I just got a quick uh, email from uh, uh, Kevin, who is I think the moderator or the owner. Kevin Morris, uh, moderator owner of the the Whistle Post. He's going to call in. So cool. So we got a, you, you can you can get more gifts and Steve than I can when I do the show. I I think I should probably pass my uh, hosting duties over to you. <laughs> you. You seem to pull a bigger crowd. <laughs> I don't know about that, but Tom, it, 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 it's your crew out here, and we're just having fun uh, talking model trains. So we we uh, we hope you're enjoying your your uh, your travels. Uh, I am. I am. It's uh, yeah. It's been very restful. It's actually really strange to be on holiday. I've been on holiday for two days, and I can't even remember what working was like. So that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, Jim. I interrupted you. Please continue. <laughs> About how miserable my life was. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Make every make everybody else feel better because working for the railroad can be so awful. Hey, Jim. Uh, I, have a, I have a quick question for you. For you, for you get too far off on your woes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The, uh, the curve turnouts, are you going to put it, be putting those on uh, uh, Central Valley tie strips as well? Or, yes. Or, okay. Mm-hmm. How big do yeah. those go? How big a frog number can you get on those? Central Valley? Yeah. I'm not sure. They're going to do uh, the vast majority. Let's see. We've got one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven number eights. Uh, one, two, three. Four, five, six, six number sixes, and the rest number fives. So, and then there's the curved uh, crossing, which has a, it looks about to be about a thirty degree. So, gotcha. Right. Uh, but yeah, we're doing number eights. Um, he was going to use number sevens, and I s- convinced him to do number eights. Um, and I. Uh, where I also helped him name a uh, uh, one of his towns. Well, it wasn't the town; it was the switch, the, the actual switch. East Eddy, yeah, right. So, anyway, and uh, that was a lot of fun, and it got me got me out of the house and staring at all the projects that I have that don't get done, and um, about <laughs> what. Anyway, um, sorry, lost my train of thought. No pun intended. So it was kind of uh, kind of nice today. I had almost nothing to do. I got to watch a uh, a, a work crew fly helicopters over the railroad. So um, I just wish I had a better video camera. It would have been kind of cool. 
So, but what are you going to do? Well, Jim, Jim, thanks for uh, letting us know what's going on on, on your uh, on your workbench there. Not only on the on the real workbench, but the the modeling workbench. Sounds like uh, sounds like Mike Rose is going to have you over at his house every Monday for the next couple of years. It's not so, honestly, for, honestly, for, honestly. I'm I honestly think it's not going to take me any more than two weeks, maybe three. Man. I mean, because awesome. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go there with the parts made. So it's if I had to sit there, if I had to. Huh? I'm much more focused than I am. You know, you just bang it out. That's all. You know, and the other hey, thing is making a little bit of, you know, you make parts here, you make parts there. It's not too bad. Hey, hey, Jim, maybe what you could do is just maybe take a picture every time right before you leave. And then we can see how much you get done in, in, in the shortest period of time. <laughs> oh, he, no, he does. He, he actually updates his P-Base site. So if you go to microsehobbies.com, MR mrharby.com you can okay. go and you can sign up for his mailing list and get, and see his pbay site and he he uh updates it very frequently oh very good we'll do that so um i the last time i looked it didn't have any mention of me being there but that's okay that's okay i met his uh bed, his buddy uh is actually uh it was kind of interesting cuz he says his buddy dave comes over he says, "Oh yeah, this is Dave, and I forget his last name. It's horrible." But um, he said, "Oh yeah, he's the uh, chief train dispatcher over at the uh, NBCR." And I turned at him and I looked at him and I said, "You're one of those." And he he smiled and said, "You're the chief." He says, "I'm not the chief. I'm the uh, I'm the assistant chief. Just as bad." He laughed. <clears throat> he knows what I meant. Yeah, Very you, good. <laughs> you'd have to you'd have to work for the railroad to understand the horrors that the chief can put you through. At least on CSX, it's probably not as bad on the uh, on the NBCR. But uh, yeah, the chief is the chief is every crew's nemesis on the railroad. <laughs> always making you do things you really are really silly. Some chiefs are very good, and others are not. So. Very good, very good, Jim. All right, well, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep moving this along, um, and I, I want to make sure that uh, we get everybody's voice heard. Um, hey, uh, Kevin, uh, I, I hate to, uh, I know you, I just brought you in, but we've been uh, talking on the list. I know today and yesterday, uh, uh, Kevin is, uh, I assume, the creator of the uh, whistle post. Which I, I'll be honest with you, Kevin, I am. There's just so much out there on the internet. I I I am. Uh, uh, I, I'm a newbie to the whistle post, but uh, what you've showed me is uh, is fantastic uh, so far, and I will join. And um, uh, Kevin, uh, can you give us a quick uh, update of what's going on with you? Basically, right now, I've I've been in the motor already since the age of three. I'm 46 now, so I've been doing it a while, off and on. Um, used to be into both HO scale and G scale. Um, had to move, got laid off for a while, so one scale had to go, so I got rid of my HO temporarily because I figure HO is a lot easier to replace than G-scale. So I still have G-scale, but I do not have a layout up and going at the moment. Um, so basically right now I'm an armchair model railroader, but over the last five years I started to whistle post because... Um, there are some things I liked about some forums and some things I didn't like about other forums. And uh, one of the things I thought was really lacking was, um, of course, tab functionality. 
which I have a pretty sophisticated system on the whistle post, much like Skype. And I had this up before Skype, and uh, it does most most of the same things, but it keeps me active in the hobby. Well, that's great, Kevin. That's great. I uh, I, I know one of the things that uh, that you had uh, uh, mentioned in your uh, in your post to the list was the the fact that your your whistle post not only had chat uh, area, but it had a uh, like a of like what we're doing right here, a kind of a roundtable uh, voice area. And in on top of that, if uh, if you had a video camera hooked to your uh, uh, you know, a little uh, webcam hooked to your computer, uh, a webcam area, which is, is it, to me, it, that's just fantastic. It's, uh, it, whenever I think of, uh, whenever I think of somebody, something, somebody's already thought of it, and you've already thought of it, and I, I have to commend you for doing that. I can't wait to uh, kind of log in and actually see how all the technology works. So uh, um, thank you for uh Thank you for joining us uh, tonight and and uh, our little uh, round roundtable chat here. Um, uh, I, uh, you're, you're not alone in being an, an armchair modeler. I, I uh, uh, am in the uh, you know I'm a, I'm a club member, so I get to run my trains uh, at a club and uh, uh, have have a future for a layout that's uh, approaching closely and. Uh, and love to build kits and love to build trains. So I think we're all in the same boat in that, uh, in that matter. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, that, uh, it sounds like the, uh, the website is good. I have to, I have to ask you how many, uh, how many active, uh, participants, uh, check in, uh, you know, on a weekly basis over at the whistle post. Um, right now there are 3000 registered members on whistle post. Um, we get about 17,000 unique visitors a month. And of course, with most forums, a lot of people just watch it instead of participate, but there's probably 70 to 80 a day to check in. Um, one of the things that I tried to do when I set up the site was, um, I wanted modelers of all skill levels. I mean, I'm on other forums, you know, rail line with, Scotty Masons of the world and all that sort of thing. But, you know, for a lot of the newer members, they go to sites like that and they just see the incredible work that, you know, people are doing scratch building and, you know, craftsman kits and that sort of thing, and they get a bit intimidated. So I wanted a site that kind of had a mix of everything. And that's also the reason why I chose um, a piece of uh, chat software that has video on it so someone can actually show someone, here's how you do this, here's how you build this. Here's how you install your decoder, you know, that that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, there's about 70 to 80 people a day, I would say, to check in. Uh, Kevin, that's fantastic. That's really good. That that's, uh, It sounds like you have uh, an established uh, forum there, and, and uh, you'll, you'll soon have a new member, at least by me. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, another question I have is, uh, you know, the, the reason why all of us are sitting here tonight kind of talking together is uh, because of uh, – uh, you know, uh, Tom had an idea of creating a podcast um, and and getting on that line of uh, of uh, of media. Um, I uh, I've been listening to uh, Tom's podcast from the get go and all the other podcasts that are out there. D- does uh, do, do you folks uh, uh, being so? It seems like uh, you're you're obviously very tech savvy. Um, is there uh, is is the model rail radio um, 
or any of the other podcasts, uh, topics of uh, conversation over uh, at your forums? Um, no, not yet, but they, they need to be, honestly. In fact, um, I'd be happy to, to post the podcast on, on the Whistle Post as well. I mean, I think this is something that's been needed for a while. Um, I've, I've listened to three or four of the Monterell cast uh, podcast so far. I've heard Scotty Mason's uh, podcast a few times. You know, I think I think that's something that's needed. I, I mean, I know there's also um, I know there's also a rail fan podcast that I sometimes listen to as well. But uh, you know, the more the more the merrier. I mean, you can never have too much content. I mean, I still visit all the other forums and participate in them as well, including you know the uh, mailing list for Modern Railcast. Very good, very good. Well, that's. Uh... That's good to hear. Um, you know, I, I know that we're kind of in the in in as technology advances. Uh, you know, we're we're, we're kind of at the beginning of a lot of things. I think it's a very exciting time myself. I think it's uh, being able to uh, talk with all you folks on a, on a Saturday evening like this is is uh, is priceless for me. Um, and I, I know Tom's uh, voice has been uh, branching out now for over a year with the podcasts and. And the listenership, uh, the numbers he can speak of, I can't. But uh, it seems like things are phenomenal across the board. In fact, I don't even listen to radio anymore. I just, uh, I just listen to model railroad podcasts, and and it keeps me going to and from work all week long. It's it's fantastic. So, Kevin, uh, thank you for your efforts there. And uh, um, any mention of model rail radio. Uh, over there on the forums, I, I'm sure that uh, Tom would appreciate it, and uh, I'm sure Tom would love to have you call in and check in on the uh, actual live broadcast when uh, when he's got the recording going. It's, it's yeah, there, there are no bouncers on Model Rail Radio, so yeah, please feel free to uh, show up at any time. Yeah, well, I, I definitely will. And uh, another neat thing about the uh, the Whistle Post chat is there's also a built-in MP3 player, so if you wanted to. And it's totally up to you guys. I could even put the podcast on that, so you can listen to that the podcast. Yeah. So you can yeah, listen to the great. podcast as you're chatting, and then you can chat about what you're hearing. Of course, it would have to be, it would have to be the or pre-recorded ones. Can't really do it live, I don't think. I was top of my head. I'd have to check on that. That's great. That's absolutely great. Well, well, Kevin, thank you so much. I, I know I kind of I kind of snagged you off the side there, but thanks so much for uh, checking in with us tonight and. Uh, um, you know, saying hello. It's it's really great to put a voice with the uh, with the name, and uh, it's, uh, your your input is uh, is uh, is greatly appreciated. Oh, I enjoy it. I'm I'm always willing to talk trains. So anytime, guys. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And uh, I I um you know I saw a comment early on about uh, uh, doing a uh, uh, a quick bio uh, on on everybody. Well, who you are and what you do and. Uh, I'd love to kind of go all the way back around again, uh, just real quick. Uh, Kevin, I know you kind of told us, uh, 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 you know, maybe we'll start with you. Uh, where, Kevin, where, where are you located? What's your interest in scale? If you, if you have a, if you have a, if obviously you don't have a layout at the moment, but where do you think you're going? And uh, uh, just, just a quick bio on, on who Kevin is, and then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll I'll just kind of fill you in where I am, and then I'll I'll take it back to the top of the list. All right, I'm currently in Empire, Alabama. That might change in the next couple of months. I might be moving to Tampa. I'm not sure yet. Um, I'm I'm about 45 minutes north of Birmingham. Uh, my scale interests are pretty much HO and G scale. 
So HO indoors, GCO outside. Gotta have trains everywhere. Um, and I'm, by profession, I'm a web developer. Very good, very good. And uh, um, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm Steve. I'm obviously Midwest, Chicago based. Uh, um, I'm a uh, uh, primarily uh, HO scale. Uh, have some HON three, um, and uh, the focus is uh, Union Pacific. Uh, for me, uh, I do not have a layout at the moment. Um, I have uh, focused, uh, I'll call it dreams, but they're actually plans to, uh, in the very near future, uh, have a uh, have a layout. Uh, I, I, I really try to stay active by uh, being involved with the local club here. Uh, so uh, if I want to, ha- if I got to get that uh, out of my system to go run trains, I go run trains there. Um, uh, the, the club is probably, uh, I've learned is, is not, um, what I, where I really want to be for a long term. I think it's great to bring people in and to get people to, uh, uh, run trains and have fun with trains and, and, and plant that seed. Um, I really, 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 after listening to a lot of different modelers, I want to have my own creation and I would love to someday be able to invite everyone that's here over for an operating session. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I'll be alive when that happens, but uh, I'm going to try. Um, but uh, no, that, that kind of wraps up for me, just a, just a quick one. And uh, 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 obviously, uh, you know, maybe what I'll do is uh, I'll, I'll give this to Tom real quick since he's on the line, and then maybe uh, Tom, Tom can uh, hand it over to uh, Chris real quick. Go ahead, Tom. Oh well, I mean, um, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the flow. But we did mention, I think, last show that Don Ball's layout is in Model Railroad Planning 2011. Uh, and if, if I may, because I may not be on the call for much longer, I just wanted to recommend everyone who heard the Don Ball show. Um, it's one thing to hear the man, but it's another thing to actually see his work, and it's a phenomenal layout. I know Chris mentioned it briefly last show, but I have it in front of me currently. It's part of my holiday reading, um, and it really is a beautiful layout. Um, so who am I? Well, I'm Tom Barbelay. Um I'm a software engineer by trade. Uh, I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, but I'm currently speaking to you in San Francisco, California. Uh, what else? Um, I've been podcasting for about five years now, and I had a number of previous podcasts that had this kind of uh, open open mic format, and I could see that there was really a need for something in the model railroading hobby, and model rail radio has just moved from strength to strength. It's a phenomenal community, and the ability to not have to uh, actually set up a podcast and have folks like Steve set up a podcast is really wonderful. Uh, my current modeling interests pretty well M and O. Um, I'm looking at a few HO things, but I think they're probably the, the two that I will stick with uh, for the time being. I do have a, uh, a three-track uh, which I've also thought about uh, extending a little bit uh, that was given to me last year. But um, my modelling is um, really stationary currently, and folks who listen to the show on a regular basis will know why. Uh, but my anticipation is sometime in the next few months I'll be able to start running trains. Again, I have a shelf that is ready for some track to be laid on it, so that's my status. Mr. Abbott, are you on the line? Hi, my name is Chris, and I'm a model railroader. <laughs> Hi, Chris. I guess. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, wait, wait one second. I forgot to say I'm an aircraft mechanic by trade. I, I, I This is Steve. I, I, okay, go ahead, Chris. <laughs> uh, my name's Chris. I live in Canada. Uh, my stock and trade these days is aerospace. I used to work in network communications. Um, I've been podcasting with Tom for a little over a year now. Been uh, afflicted with model railroading for about and uh, most recently involved in SON30 uh, live steam and uh, no anything else I get my hands into some seven millimeter but um, no layout currently I'm trying to get to the phase of having a layout I do have modules that I take in S standard gauge to variety of local shows uh, my primary interest in the hobby is uh, electrical electronics and uh, bench work. Uh, I am getting into track work thanks to the uh, uh, ministrations of a variety of people in uh, Proto 48 and uh, Proto 87. Uh, so there goes my sanity. And uh, other than that, uh, enjoying this, the, uh, the effort of... Uh, uh, distributing information to, uh, to people via uh, the podcasts, uh, getting a kick out of the, the format and the, the different things I see and the different things I hear from people in the hobby. And there's the cuckoo clock that's <laughs> That's obviously the, the peanut gallery making a comment. Um, anyway, we've got uh, some other good people here. We have to hear from... Uh, Philip and Jason tonight too, and see what where they're at and where they're coming from. So uh, that's it for me, I guess. All right, very good, Chris. Uh, you know, yeah. Why don't we? Um, uh, I know Philip was uh, had a had a, a little uh, mute situation going on with his uh, uh, microphone, and I see Jason uh, uh, Rice is uh, logged online also. So why don't we just uh, as we're as uh, I'm gonna. Um, I'm going to bring uh, Philip on. Let us know what's on your table. In fact, uh, while you're at it, give us a quick, uh, before you jump into that, give us a, just a, a quick bio. Sure, I'll do the, the quick bio. Um, Philip, I live in um, southern New Jersey, just outside Philadelphia. Um, I'm an N-scaler. Uh, that's the only scale I dabble in outside of operating on other people's layouts. Um, uh, Conrail. Uh, year is 95, 96. Um, mostly 96 is what I set my roster at, and that has to do with the SD80 Max being delivered during that year. Um, as the last, the, uh, the latest engine. Um, what's on my workbench? Oh, and I'm a I'm a software engineer by trade um, during my day job. Very good. And uh, on my workbench, actually, right at the moment, is nothing but track planning, magazines, articles, uh, other people's layout designs, and the like, because I'm redoing mine. Um, I actually spent this afternoon ripping down uh, one of the peninsulas uh, I had already built, and uh, no track was laid. Uh, you know, I, I'm doing all this before I put a single piece of track down, but... Um, I ripped out the one peninsula and I started ripping out the second one and, 
Um, I'm basically simplifying uh, what I want to do down in the down in the basement. Um, we don't have a garage, so the gar- the basement has to be both the garage and the train room. And uh, coming to the conclusion that what I was doing wasn't, you know, wasn't giving us enough uh, enough space for everything else we needed to do down there. So, um, you know, so that's that's kind of, that's pretty much where I'm at. Uh, whenever I get that done, then I've got a couple fast tracks jigs on here to start helping me when I uh, when I lay uh, lay track with you know the uh, Atlas Code 55 I've been collecting. So um, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. Uh, I'm a bunch of guys down here that uh, I operate with. You know, they they said as soon as I get ready to start laying track, give them a call. They'll come over. So I I don't uh, I don't expect to not be up and running with something you know, too long after I, uh, start. So. Well, very, very good, Philip. I, I, I appreciate you for, uh, checking in with the, uh, chat session tonight. This has been really good. And, uh, I, 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 uh, I know that, uh, uh, it sounds like you have a very similar situation to mine where, uh, uh you got a lot going on, a lot of building going on, a lot of technology and, uh, you're, you're going to get it to the, to the table and you're making the changes before the before the foundation is 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 cured as they say so yeah. very good very good i uh clark i see has checked in and i know that uh uh, uh chris and uh jim lincoln are going to need to exit here very shortly so i thought uh before i let uh chris and uh jim go uh i thought maybe i could uh quickly bring up uh bring up clark and uh um, you know, maybe he can uh, give us just a real quick bio, and then uh, say, uh, Clark, why don't you say hello to uh, to Chris and uh, and Jim? Uh, I know that they need to get going, so I don't I don't want to keep them up. So, uh, uh, good, good evening, uh, good evening, Clark, and uh, I'm sure that this is the end of a very busy modeling day for you. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, yeah, good to see uh, Jim on this, and uh, see, this is terrific, uh, Steve, for setting this up. I also um, saw Chris today. He was at our dropped in on our demo for the fast tracks today, and we had uh, we had a terrific uh, time this morning. Uh, I don't know, Chris. How many guys would you say there were in that room? About ten or twelve uh, packed in. Uh, there was easily twelve at one point, and yeah. uh, it was it was well received. I can say that. Yeah, yeah, we had a terrific time doing it, and that continued for the whole day until about 3 or 3.30 in the afternoon. And uh, then, you know, people were getting on with their with their lives other than model railroading. And uh, But we had a terrific day uh, today. And uh, matter of fact, Tim and I and uh, Bob Scott, the fellow who owns uh, Credit Valley, um, we all went out for dinner to a... Uh, uh, Japanese steakhouse and had uh, sushi and we had a great time so that's why I'm just able to join you now so but uh, yeah thanks very much Steve for setting this up uh, yeah, very, a lot of fun uh, uh, it, you know uh, Clark it's been it's been really an enjoyable uh, long hour at the moment uh, just uh, everybody that's obviously that's uh, kind of checked in on the Skype here is very focused on the hobby which is really awesome so Everybody that's that's on the uh, on the Skype session here is uh, really tuned in and uh, has an interest and uh, has been sharing with everything greatly. 
uh, in fact, uh, uh, Tom, uh, uh, Tom, who's on vacation, uh, uh, even popped in on us to say hello, which is so nice of him. And uh, but it, it's just been great. It's uh, I think we've 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 got a really good group of uh, guys here. Um, uh, uh, Chris, I, I don't want to hang you up. Do you want to do you wanna, I, I want to uh, do Chris and then uh, Jim uh, for your good nights because I know you guys uh, want to pull the plug and uh, and get some sleep. So, Chris, uh, Chris, go ahead. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Uh, I, I don't want to leave because I'm having a lot of fun and listening to what everybody's doing, but i gotta, I got to get uh, get my act together or I'll, look, I'll sound like an idiot when I'm talking to Marty tomorrow morning. So uh, I'm going to try desperately not to sound like an idiot and uh, maybe get a little material out of his, uh, his new book on engine terminals, which I picked up today while I was at the shop, uh, seeing Clark. So, um, uh, great idea, Steve. Fantastic. Can't wait to get the video cameras going and, uh, and have live workbenches uh, so that people can sort of have a, uh, a build session while they're, uh, while they're talking and going through the round table. Um, great, great idea. I think it's going to work out really well for uh, possibly weeks in between the shows or weeks of the shows or... Hey, every night if we're crazy enough to do it. So uh, I'm going to have to call it uh, call it an evening, and you guys have a good time, and uh, uh, let me know how this works out uh, via email. Okay? Thanks a lot, guys. Chris, thank you. Which leads me over to you, Jim. Um, Jim, do you need to go? Need to go. I probably should go, but that's never stopped <laughs> me before. <laughs> okay. Well, can, can you hang on for just uh, a few minutes longer, and we'll just kind of go around the group once one more time, and uh, then we'll pull the plug on this? Sure, 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 sure. Okay, uh, very good. Am I, supposed right, well, to be, am I supposed to be doing a bio, or are you going to wait? No, I'm going to go right to you, and you can uh, do a quick bio, and uh, um, and then uh, um, if you got any comments on anything that anybody has uh, said, I, I, I actually, uh, with, uh, with what uh, uh, Chris said on his exit about... Uh, Bringing video into the uh, into the chat session. I think I might have to talk to Kevin offline or at a different time because it sounds like he might have something established already that might make this easier. Because I am a total newbie to this, and I'm so glad that Skype has been working so fine tonight. Um, so I, I haven't had any audio issues. I don't know about you guys, but uh, maybe a little bit of noise on somebody's voice every once in a while. But things have been working very well. So. Jim, over to you. Give us a quick bio. What's going on? Um, hmm, let's see. Quick bio. Uh, my name. <laughs> my name is Jim Lincoln. I live in Massachusetts. Uh, no, um, I've uh, yeah, James Lincoln. I'm lived in Massachusetts for most of my life. I've also lived in Atlanta and and West Palm Beach. Um, and I've been interested in trains for basically as long as I know. I got the. Uh, I didn't start off with um, Lionel. That my brother had that. We used to people listen to me. We used to. Uh, he used to make ramps with the track and jump the locomotives across the basement f- floor. Uh, that was fun. Uh, I got a couple of Tyco sets for Christmas way back when, and that became a four by eight layout with a grass mat, typical. And then I had a layout in the in the um in the um, <laughs> I had a four by ten layout that was out of model railroad and then I started building a bigger layout, the four by ten layout, 
actually was the Teenage Association of Model Railroader um, display layout at the 1986 Boston uh, NMRA convention. Um, uh, and uh, Ben has access to photographs that I wish people didn't have of me, but <clears throat> uh, I've seen a couple of those. It's like, Ew, uh. um, but um, let's see. I, as people know, I'm uh, I work for CSX. I am a conductor. I've been a conductor uh, since 1990, uh, 2007, uh, for nine years before that, I owned a small tractor trailer company. And before that I was in software technical support. So I suppose it all comes full circle. Um, and, um, let's see now, I guess, uh, I have, how many layouts do I have? I don't even know. Uh, I have one, I have two HO, two HO layouts that I don't do anything with. I have an N scale layout that I don't do a lot with, and I'm working in P48, and uh, I, um, I'm kind of into hand laying track and detailing track, and so I went from uh, my HO to P48 because I figured it'll be easier to do, and I'm also uh, into uh, weathering freight cars, uh, detailing and weathering freight cars, so... Um, uh, any, need, you want to know anything else, Steve? Uh, any information well, that's missing? I, well, Jim, you know, I, I'm sure there's a lot missing, but uh, that that was a Thankfully. great overview. <laughs> that was a great overview of uh, of uh, what we know as Jim Lincoln today. So that's good. And uh, I know um, I know we already talked to Matt, but uh, uh, I, I want to make sure that we get uh, a quick. Uh, let's see, who do we need a bio from? We need a bio from Matt. Um, we already got one from Philip. We got you, Jim. We got Tom. We got Kevin. I think we got everybody, but we got Matt, and then I need a bio from uh, from Clark. Um, so, uh, Matt, why don't you uh, give us just a, a quick bio, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll throw it over to Clark, and he can give us his bio. Sure. My name is Matt Goodman. I uh, live in Central Ohio, Columbus, uh, the capital of the state. I have a wife and two kids. One is off to college, and the other one is uh, about to be at the end of this year. Uh, I model an HO, always have, uh, was introduced to it by my father. Uh, had a first layout when I was very young and uh, did what kids do with HO layouts, which is make things derail. Uh, and so I've been involved with the hobby for a long time, just got re-involved with some, some degree of uh, uh, larger interest in the past. Uh, 10 years probably, and uh, I'm really focused in the last, uh, last two or three. I'm currently building a HO scale shelf layout. Oh, I don't think I mentioned my era. Uh, I am in the 19, mid-1930s uh, for specific reasons. I want to be solidly steamed, and uh, also it's got it's to gotta just barely fit my dad's NW equipment. So uh, 1936 is what I think I'm shooting for. Although I might backdate to the 20s. I'm getting interested in doing that. Uh, by day, I am a uh, uh, quality assurance engineer at, at a retail company. Uh, work on warehousing systems. And I think that's probably about the whole thing there. That's very good, Matt. No, that, that, uh, you did a great job. Uh, uh, I, you know, it's, it's really kind of, it's really kind of cool to kind of learn what people do, uh, you know, maybe just outside of the hobby, just real quick, and 
Um, I can see that uh, your uh, your 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 day job. Uh, it, it, if you do it as half as good as you do your modeling, it, you you got to be doing a fantastic job. <laughs> so that's uh, that's good. Thanks for the uh, thanks for that uh, that bio. That was awesome. And uh, and uh, Clark, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it down to you and. Uh, can you uh, can you give us a, a, a quick bio and then maybe uh, um, you know I'm really excited to hear uh, your uh, you, you had this uh, presentation today with the fast tracks jigs and uh, man I wish I was down the road so I could uh, kind of peer in and have a cup of coffee and follow along with you as you taught but uh, Maybe you can give us a quick bio and then just give us a, give us a, a, a spin of uh, what happened at the uh, at your uh, presentation today at the hobby shop. Yeah, it was a terrific day today. But a little bio. Uh, my name is Clark Kooning, and I live in the Toronto, Ontario, Canada area. And uh, I have been in pretty well every scale. Uh, a lot of friends call me the rubber gauger. Um, I'm like Jim. I, I enjoy building in different scales, and uh, currently I have uh, a lot of Z scale or Z scale. Um, I have uh, HON3, which is I'm, what I'm building right now. Um, I have a very limited amount of HO, really. I have a lot of N scale. I love modern N scale equipment. Uh, and especially the new equipment that's out on the market today, it's absolutely runs fabulously with DCC. And uh, so from the narrow gauge, which is my particular interest, if I'm going to get do something a little different, I go to the modern in-scale stuff. Um, I also had a very large layout in SN3, which unfortunately uh, sort of had to be dismantled due to uh, personal sort of dismantling, uh, I went through a divorce and so forth, but that's all behind me and uh, I still have all the SN3 with me and one day maybe I'll get back to it. Um, I do have a few pieces of G and I do have several pieces of ON30 um, in very small, you know, kind of uh, uh, equipment, really short stuff, so it's kind of all for for switching and building uh, type of stuff. Um, and then uh, I also do uh, a little bit of ON3 because um, a group that you may have heard from in the past called the Maple Leaf Mafia uh, in the Toronto area, they're all ON3 guys. So I have a complete train in ON3 just so when I go over, I don't have to, uh, uh, I can run my own trains. So uh, that's a lot of fun. And I'm also the Canadian director for the NMRA, so I look after all of Canada as far as NMRA issues. And uh, I'm on the board of the NMRA until just before the summer meeting, and then I'm off because uh, my term is up. And uh, because we have term limits, I can't run anymore. So that'll also be a change. So uh, it'll be fun uh, to be off the board for a while. As far as today, uh, Chris, what we had, we had uh, Tim Wares come to our come to the store. Uh, a lot of you have maybe heard me talk about uh, the Credit Valley Railway Company. Um, it's a shop located here in uh, Mississauga, Ontario, which is sort of a, a satellite city of Toronto or bedroom city, and. Um, Bob Scott, who's the owner, he went from a about a 16 
hundred foot store to uh, about uh, seven thousand square feet, and five thousand of it is uh, strictly uh, model railroading. Uh, the other two thousand is offices, and he also built a complete clinic room just for me. And I'm the clinic manager, and I host all kinds of different clinics. And today we had Tim Wares, who owns Fast Tracks. And uh, Tim came and brought his big display that we take to, uh, you know, the big national shows and so forth. And uh, he sat and built turnouts. And uh, luckily enough, <laughs> I got him to build some H one three turnouts that I needed for my uh, for my railway. So um, as Roger Chrysler says, I, you know, absconded again with another guy building turnouts for me. But uh, we really had a lot of fun. Um, Chris dropped in for a while, Chris Abbott. And as I said, we had um, 12 or 14 people in the clinic room all day up until 10 o'clock, uh, or I'm uh, sorry, until about 3 o'clock this afternoon when it, kind of, uh, when it kind of petered out and people were off doing other things. But uh, we had a terrific day today. And... Uh, and a lot of people want to do a hands-on clinic, so we're going to set that up. So that's uh, sort of what we're doing here in Toronto. And, you know, Steve, you always say you'd like to come, but all you have to do is uh, is get here. And, man, we'll look after you. And that goes for anybody on this list. You guys just show up in Toronto, and uh, we'll take you to lots of layouts um, and uh, operating sessions. And we'll have lots of fun, and we can go to Tim's uh, shop and watch the laser cut stuff and that alone is worth the trip well Clark, Clark right. yeah Clark that's uh, th thank you so much for the for the for the quick bio and the uh, and the and the and the clinic update uh, I, I have to say that uh, you're uh, and I, I don't want to speak on behalf of Tom but uh, uh, your your addition to the uh, to the model rail radio your participation is 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 uh, greatly appreciated and and and, and very enjoyable um, your your voice uh, uh, for the hobby is uh, is is a, is a very kind one, and uh, uh, having had a chance to meet you up there at the Milwaukee show, uh, um, uh, it, it shows in your uh, in your re in your real person too. So thank you for uh, for for sharing with us uh, uh, and, and taking the time to to spend with us. I, I I greatly appreciate it, and hopefully I'm speaking for some of the other guys. Um, I, I wanted to ask you also. I I, uh, I, I know the big O scale uh, meet uh, is coming up. I had a, a very fortunate opportunity to spend uh, a great amount of time with uh, with Mr. Matt Goodman there uh, last year, as as if I had known him for a hundred years. Um, we had a great time walking around the show. Um, Clark, do you have anybody from uh, from Canada? Uh, uh, that you know of that might be uh, heading down to uh, to that particular show. I know it's small, so I, I, I don't I don't anticipate. But do you know if anybody's coming down for that show? It's the old scale show in Chicago. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I, I didn't know if yeah. anybody was coming down to that meet. I I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think there's a few old scale guys. I know one particular. He's a real brass collector, and he always goes. But I won't be going uh, to the show in March. Um, we have uh, we have a narrow gauge uh, show here, the Ontario narrow gauge show in March uh, on the 19th. So I'll be at that, uh, and um, 
right now the only shows I'm going to scheduled is going to be Sacramento uh, in uh, way back in way way until uh, July. So um, that'll be the next one. Well, very good. Um, if you, if you hear of anybody coming down, I'm I'm gonna uh, make it to that show. And uh, so if anybody comes down that you know of, please let me know, and I'll make sure that we. Uh, we get them to a dinner and make sure they get an adult beverage uh, and and share some fun. So uh, uh, just uh, uh, keep keep that open and, and anybody else that's out there that might be heading to Chicago. I know it's a relatively small show. It's an awesome show, um, but uh, and uh, I think this the scale is uh, uh, is 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 growing uh, uh, kind of. Uh, secretly so uh i really it's a the the proto 48 that's there is just making me want to take all this ho stuff and just pack it up and sell it so um but uh i'll I'll be there and uh uh look forward to hearing if anybody else is there um so so clark thank you for that update uh let me see we've got matt we got jim uh uh phil uh i'm gonna throw it back to you real quick um uh and then uh over to kevin and jason We'll just kind of go around. Any uh, any questions or uh, anything come up that you'd like to uh, uh, talk about since you've been listening, Philip? Um, no, I don't think so. I, you know, just uh, I'm still working through uh, last week's show. It's all 255 minutes, and I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> going to take a week's worth of commute to get through. So, um, you know, but no, I I enjoyed this. Uh, I I enjoy the uh, what Tom does on you know biweekly basis and it's uh, I think it's great. Very good, very good. Well, thank you, Philip. Uh, I you know it's awesome that you uh, that you showed up tonight and uh, checked in with us. It's it's great to have you uh, hanging around in the wings. It's good, it's good. And uh, uh, Kevin, uh, any any uh, any thoughts uh, running through your head? Questions or uh, anything pop up while we're, we're we're all sitting around here chatting? Well, I'm still going through last week's show as well, as, as Philip said. It is, it is a long one, so I'm, I'm enjoying that. Um, and I'm just glad to meet everybody and be part of this. This is a lot of fun. Very good, Kevin. Very good. And uh, over to Iowa, Jason, how are uh, how are you doing out there? Any uh, any questions uh, come up? Oh, no. I think I can, you know, just having a good night listening to everybody. You had asked uh, earlier about what do I do for supplies and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, luckily, we do have a – actually, like, when I lived in Omaha, you had to drive at least an hour in one direction or another to find something, usually two or more if you were willing. Otherwise, ordering online was that. But when uh, – Des Moines got a pretty good shop here. Uh, but the thing I find is that – so many of the things that I use in model railroading don't you don't find them at the rare at the hobby shop because you find them at you know the home stores uh, craft shops I mean we've adapted to so many other things that uh, you know I, I try to support them because I don't want them to go away but uh, uh, they're uh, they they really cater to people just getting started in the hobby and uh, you know if I need flex track or uh, you know I need a ready to run you know car or, you know some locomotive if I want to see a locomotive I go see them but otherwise I usually hop over uh, to the other stores or I'm into so many little details and such that uh, it's just as easy for me to go online and uh, see what I can do to cobble something together. 
Well, that's very good, Jason. That, yeah, you got I guess you have to be uh, um, always looking at the uh, at the at the right avenue. You know, some I, I get so spoiled sometimes. We have some really really high end. Uh, uh, I don't want to say high end, but uh, hobby shops that are uh, driven around you know high higher level of modeling you know that are that are just so accessible that you know if you want that one titchy window or you want this brass grab iron you know it's it's just a a stop on the uh on the way home from work away so uh i'm, I'm hating you more and more now yeah well, yeah. That, it, well, the other thing is, is that if you, if you do ever need something in it, and you do find it at a store in Chicago, uh, you know, feel free to have to ask me to stop by and grab something for you. So look at it that way. <laughs> oh yeah, we do the we do the same thing with our club. Is usually like I know I'll post out when I'm ordering something from like Northwest Shortline, which I'm hoping to do next week. I, we post out, you know, does anybody need anything? Because we'll just get it all under uh, one shipping cost uh, to save a couple of bucks. So. There you go. There you go. You have to be. You have to use all of your uh, use all of your lines of uh, best buying. So that's good. That's good. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to keep this going around. Uh, Tom, are are you still uh, you still listening in? I'm having a lot of fun actually. You're doing a wonderful job, Steve. Thank you very much once oh. again for uh, hosting this. Oh no problem, Tom. I, I, I'm not going to put you on the spot. I figured I'd just see if you had any questions or anything. So no, we're go- I had a very interesting experience actually. I, I know some folks have been following my YouTube, but I was walking in the redwoods and the Santa Cruz Mountains, and I came across the Santa Cruz Railway, which is a it's not a um, narrow gauge railway. But they have some really, really tight turns. Unfortunately, I didn't see the train that was operating. It was off in the distance, and then we kept on walking. But it was really curious because we walked along a section of the tracks where through the tight turns, the track had actually been chipped. And you could see after a certain amount of kind of wear and tear, and they obviously had to replace it uh, after a period of time. But it was fascinating to see a non-narrow gauge but still like narrow gauge-esque railroad uh, and just to kind of stumble upon it while I was walking through the redwoods. And I think the plan originally was that it was going to connect up to the regular, the standard gauge in the Bay Area, so they didn't want to make it a narrow gauge. But it would have been a really quite nice narrow gauge um, railroad. And I'm thinking currently, particularly because of my uh, kind of proclivities towards standard gauge, that uh, it would make a relatively interesting, uh, perhaps, series of shelf pieces to just model aspects of that uh, that particular railroad. And in particular, the um, application of kind of heavy leaf litter from the redwoods uh, and rocks that basically covered up um, a lot, or past the ties even. Uh, so there could be some interesting modelling potential there, and I was really captivated just kind of discovering it in my wanderings uh, in that part of the world. But no, that's that's my only piece of model rail radio-related uh, feedback. I am going to wander to quite a curious uh, train store here in uh, Chinatown in San Francisco tomorrow, Chan's. Uh, hopefully they'll be open, actually. I haven't checked to see if they'll be open on a Sunday. But aside from that, I'm just enjoying my time off, and like I said, I've really enjoyed... Uh, Don Ball's layout, uh, and I would thoroughly recommend folks uh, 
pick up that special issue of Model Railroader and actually see the man's work in the, uh, well, at least in the photography form, and also to see the actual track man of the layout, uh, because it's a phenomenal layout and, uh, you know, well worth the folks who, uh, who heard Don Ball talk, and I certainly had a, a great um Great. Uh, it's wonderful, actually. It's, it's a real luxury. I know folks have talked about last week's show as being like a monster show, but that's a show even after the editing. I've probably listened to that show at least four times, uh, and it's just a luxury. Dave Freire in particular, but really all the callers, uh, set up the quality of Model Rail Radio. And really, for me, you know, I, I just host the thing. I just kind of do the editing. My, my background is really with the technical side of things. But the quality of content and the ability to uh, to have a long and leisurely discussion with Dave Freire, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. So, Steve, I'm going to thank you once again and pass it back to you because you've been highly capable as, as hosting this. I don't even know what it'll be. It'll probably be a post show, I guess. <laughs> I, I I don't know I don't know Tom it's it, it is what it is but uh, it it sure is fun to get just kind of grab grab everybody together on a Saturday night and keep the uh, keep the uh, uh, the fire burning uh, modeling wise it just it, it just I I think it I, I just was looking forward to it all day long to sit down with a bunch of guys who care about model railroading and uh, so it it, it it's, it's all come to together very well. Um, I, I, I did watch your YouTube videos. I watched them all. Um, I, I know exactly what you're saying, Tom. I think it. Uh, I think there's uh, a particular uh, level of inspiration there um, that uh, is uh, is a good thing. You've uh, you're going and looking at this on a more of a relaxed mode, not a business mode, um, and and. There's uh, a very unique railway. Um, there was a, a video that you took, and it looked as if you were on a bridge, or something like that. Can can you? Were you in the middle of a of a railroad bridge? I know that's something that you really shouldn't do. No, but... I didn't do that actually. I, I advocated my co-walkers that we uh, we didn't <laughs> go across. There was actually a fellow stand, uh, sitting. On the centre of the bridge, with his legs dangling over, uh, with probably a 40, 50 foot drop. So, um, my brother and uh, Bruce Damer, who I was working with, felt that they had to go out and have a chat with the fellow and just make sure everything was okay with him. The nature of the bridge, I think, was that uh, firstly, you could hear the train coming, and the train moved very, very slowly. One of the things associated with the tight curves is that it couldn't move quickly at all, and we heard it coming probably okay. half a mile away but no i was certainly as a okay. as a conscientious model railroader i advocated that they not go out on the bridge but um because there was already a fellow out there i think they were concerned for uh, for his safety but um to filter back it was literally just walking through the redwoods that we discovered this uh, this train track and as we walked further up we saw that there was actually a small station uh but yeah i, I wouldn't advocate uh, a lot of uh a lot of what went on on that particular walking journey, but the nature of the railroad and also the speed at which the train travelled and the kind of indication that we had of it coming. You've got to appreciate there are, um, because the turns were so tight, 
we could hear it, it might it vibrated all the track it wasn't like a traditional railroad where it was traveling at speed or the kind of stuff even you see on uh, branch lines where it was traveling at speed this thing had a harmonic to it um, in terms of the the tracks vibrating and really it chipped away at the sides of the tracks but yeah it will be an interesting modeling project and i'm thinking in particular in n um with kind of it would probably have to be almost seven and a half inch radius curves to model the actual uh, the actual prototype because they really were that tight um, but anyway I'll let you get back to the show Steve and yes I certainly wouldn't advocate going on railway road bridges um, <laughs> not, yeah not not ideal at all no no just great great videos thanks for bringing those to our uh, attention this morning it was, it was fun while I was having a cup of coffee um, hey uh, 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 Tom uh, Clark uh, Clark wants to jump in here real quick uh, go ahead Clark uh, Tom, are you going to be in the San Francisco area tomorrow? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Um, if you send me a, an email, I just don't want to give the guys' names and their phone numbers out over the air, but I have mm-hmm. one fella who, if you phone, uh, I'm sure you can go see his layout. Ooh. And Ooh. Uh, um, I was mentioning uh, to my brother, with- actually, that I knew uh, people in this part of the world, particularly as we were walking because obviously the apartments and things fitting a model railroad in a San Francisco style apartment is a is a curious thing. I'll get you my uh, contact details, Clark, via email yeah, when we're talking this. Send me an email and I'll send you uh, this fellow's uh, info. And um, matter of fact, for those guys listening in, if you go to the Narrow Gauge Gazette that just came out and go to page eighty-seven and Charlie Getz's uh, column, you will see where I'm going to send Tom tomorrow. Uh, or uh, hopefully, and he'll hook up with a fellow named Ted. And um, uh, has Ted been on Model Rail Radio previously? I don't believe so. Is he the architect? No, he is actually a customer of mine. A customer of mine in San Francisco, who I built some of his layout. Oh, okay, very good. Oh, so I'll be able to see your work firsthand. Very good. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> what I do is teach him, and then he does the rest. And uh, we also may get you in contact with a fairly uh, uh, well-known guy. And also, if you want to go down all the way down to Santa Cruz, I can probably get you into a layout there for sure. That mm. we've uh, we've just come from Santa Cruz. I don't think we'll be doubling back there, unfortunately. So I probably should have let you know in advance. Yeah. Um, if you're going the other way, if you're heading towards uh, Sacramento. You can go to the Black Diamond Club, and if you look up their website, they'll probably be open tomorrow. Mm. No, my plan is actually to travel via Amtrak from Emeryville to Reno, but that'll be on Thursday. I think ah. we're going to be, yeah, our trip basically, we spend two days here, we go down to Santa Clara. Uh, then we spend probably another two days in the kind of Berkeley, Oakland, Emeryville area. Okay, well, uh, Santa Clara tomorrow, you're going to be near a couple of, uh, also the train shop is right in Santa ah. Clara, fantastic train uh, ah. shop. Okay, and, I'll need to force my brother to uh, endure that, definitely. Yes, and uh, there will be two layouts that I'll try and hook you up with. Okay, we won't be there until probably Monday, Tuesday. All so. you have to phone these guys, you tell them you know me, and they'll lock the door. And, uh, 
but uh, <laughs> they'll hang up on me instantly. Okay. That's right. We'll set it up for you. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Clark. I'll, I'll right. get you my send details. Me, send me an email and I'll send you the info. Cool. Thanks, Steve. Sorry to hijack, guys. Oh no, no, no problem, Clark. I think it's great. I, I know it's it's really exciting to have Tom out there uh, on his uh, travels and uh, on his holiday, uh, and he's still uh, kind of sharing in the uh, in the model rail uh, uh, radio realm. So that's really awesome. I, I really think that's great that he checked in with us while he's on holiday. I'm glad he's uh, getting a little vacation now, because in uh, ten days he's gonna have to put up with me. <laughs> We're gonna have to talk about that, Clark. We're gonna have to talk about that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, maybe maybe um, it'll be really kind of nice because maybe you guys can uh, together while you're both in the same spot, you know, uh, you know, do a broadcast or something. I, I I feel something must be in the works. I don't know what it's gonna be, but I know it's gonna be good. We'll definitely record something, and uh, I've already hit a lot of guys, and they're all willing to jump in, and we'll have kind of a a special recording and. Uh, Tom will be right in the middle of it, so uh, we'll have lots of fun. Oh, that's great. That's great. All right. Well, whoever we, Matt, I haven't heard from you for a little while. Are, are you, um, uh, you got anything uh, you want to chat about? I, I figure maybe we'll start uh, wrapping this up. We're, we're kind of at the, almost at the two hour mark. Um, uh, any, uh, any final thoughts? We'll, uh, we'll do a final thoughts uh, wrap up here and uh, shut it down for the night. So Matt, uh, um, thank you so much for, uh, for uh, joining in tonight. It, it's, it's always a pleasure to hear what's going on on your workbench. And uh, thank you for sharing uh, all those pictures on uh, Picasa. I know that uh, tomorrow while I'm at work and uh, on break, I, I know what I'm going to be doing while I'm uh, sipping on a cup of coffee. So, uh, uh, Matt, any any uh, final notes for uh, this uh, great Saturday evening? Well, a couple of comments, I guess. The uh, I've been hearing a lot of people talking about uh, the clubs they're in and and uh, the various associations they've made through through model railroading. And uh, I've been a somewhat of a lone wolf in the past couple of years. And, and since uh, the past couple of years, I've, uh, I should say in the past year, I've made an effort to really try to get out there and, and see the larger community. So to that end, uh, I just recently joined the NMRA. I've met a couple of folks down the southern part of uh, Ohio and West Virginia that were showing me their layouts this past week. And and uh, we'll try to find some guys here locally. And uh, it's just, I mean, this group here, I think, uh, shows... Uh, it, it's, just, it's just fantastic how how much it's come together, and we're all over the country. And uh, now I just got to find the guys locally and just kind of expand my interest in the hobby here and start sharing and get some uh, get some feedback uh, here locally. Well, that's that that's great, uh, Matt. You know, I, I I I just you know I don't know in my dreams I think it'd be great to have uh, you know everybody uh, everybody come over for an op session. I know that's almost impossible with everybody being spread out, but I know that. Uh, Imagine an obsession with everybody in the in the room, as they say. You know, it would be it would be unbelievable. So, uh, but that's good. Yeah, we uh, you know we'll we'll hear more about your uh, your adventures and keep posting those pictures. And uh, uh, thanks so much for uh, for stopping by tonight. Why don't we go to uh, Philip? Philip, uh, do you have any uh, final thoughts for uh, for this evening's uh, little chat session? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, that's okay. Well, Philip, thank you for uh, for checking in. And uh, if anything uh, comes across your hobby bench, I'm sure we're going to get this together again. Uh, it would be it, it's just a lot of fun. Maybe on the off weeks, we'll talk with Tom and Chris and see uh, 
how we might be able to uh, uh, integrate this into the off times to keep people uh, excited and motivated. Um, uh, then uh, let me uh, let me go down the list. Uh, Kevin, uh, uh, with the whistle post, uh, I know where I'm going uh, this week uh, to to sign up and register. So you'll see that. Uh, Kevin, thank you for. Uh, for checking in tonight and, and sharing your thoughts. Uh, any uh, any final comments from you? Nope, I really enjoy it. enjoyed it. Uh, feel free to add me to your Skype, everybody, if you want to. I'm Kevin one on Skype. Very good. Yeah, you're you're on my list, and uh, feel free if you see me online and you have a question, which I'm sure you probably I, I can't answer anything that you might have. I'm sure, but uh, uh, no, thank you so much for. Uh, uh, for stopping by, and uh, I, I look forward to uh, exploring the uh, the whistle post and uh, seeing what it's all about, and seeing the uh, the personalities that uh, that are that are over there. And uh, let's see here. Let's uh, continue on. Thank you once again, to Kevin. And uh, I'm going to go with Jim, and then Clark, and and then uh, we'll uh, we'll say goodnight to Tom. How's that? So Jim, uh, Jim, you're up next. Any final thoughts for this evening? Final thoughts. Final uh, thoughts. Uh, Tom wants me to go to bed. Yes. Uh, that's what Tom's final thought is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so I'm not totally useless tomorrow on the interview if I even wake up for it. <laughs> um, uh, no, this has been fun. Been been truly uh, rest in peace. What the? Bah. Anyway, uh, this has been truly uh, – no, this has been good. Thanks for getting it together, Steve. This has been uh, um, a lot of fun. And uh, just like um, <laughs> just like Tom's uh, cats have a tendency to uh, tell him when the show needs to be over, uh, my dogs came uh, – India, uh, Titus and Harrison came and looked at me and was like, uh, are you done? <laughs> So uh, it's getting to be about that time. Jim, thanks for stopping by, and thanks for uh, for sharing in your uh, in your micros adventures. And we want to hear more about that as we uh, as as you uh, build twenty uh, some odd scratch build turnouts. And as I you, uh, as I bring yeah. him over to the dark side. There you go. There you go. But Jim, thank you so much. Thanks for stopping by. And uh, and uh, Clark, how about uh, how about you, real quick? And then I'll uh, I'll just say goodnight to Tom. So Clark, uh, any final thoughts? No, I'm good. Uh, thanks very much, uh, Steve, for doing this. And to all the guys, uh, I feel sort of uh, like I'm missing family if I don't talk to you guys at least once now during the week. So uh, this has been great. So guys, have a good night. Have a good week. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Clark. Thanks for uh, thanks for checking in on the, uh, on, night, the little, Clark. on the little chat. <laughs> yeah, good night, Don, boy. Um, and then, <laughs> okay, Tom, you can you can uh, you can wrap it up, Tom, and then uh, we'll just pull the plug on this. So, Tom, Tom, once again, thanks so much for everything that you do for the for the uh, for the uh, hobby. Um, it's just great. not a problem. It's actually a real luxury. I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm not negating any of your things, and thank you very much, Steve, for for them. But it is a real luxury to be able to do what I do with Bottle Rail Radio and to get so many folks from all parts of the globe calling in. I mean, it's just a phenomena. And my brother and I, as we were driving up here, we came from Santa Cruz up to San Francisco today. 
And I was saying to him that basically I've been doing this kind of stuff with open source software for about the past 14 years. But to have a community like the Model Rail Radio community where there are just so many people, there's just so much warmth and so much energy and such, the listenership is just swelling associated with this thing. Um, it's just a phenomenon. And I'm really humbled to actually know all of you people. And it's just been a wonderful thing. So thank you very much for it, reminding me of this, Steve, even when I'm on holiday. <laughs> well, that's good, Tom. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I don't, and no means uh, wanted to do that to you. I know it's nice to relax, but I'm sure that the hobby is actually a very large part of your relaxation. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that uh, we got your crew all together here tonight. And it was just a, a spawn of an email almost uh, 24 hours or so ago. So um, we got a lot of good listeners. So with uh, with that, guys, um, I'm just gonna we'll pull the plug on this and uh, and say good night, and we'll look forward to the next. Uh, live broadcast where i'm sure tom will have something on the table uh it's i don't know how he can do it but you've got don ball you've got dave frary uh there's interviews tomorrow morning it's just awesome and it's all good listening and i really enjoy it and uh uh let's uh let's all uh meet in the off hours again in the off times to just kind of keep the keep the juices flowing and uh and keep our uh Keep our, our, our modeling minds uh, in the right direction and uh, and uh, keep something on the table. So with that, I'll I'll and say good night. Good night, guys. Good night. Cheers, everyone. Good night.